Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Greetings all, everyone. Welcome to the most educated show on all of planet Earth. I am Katie Petrick, and that fellow over there is David Fiorazzo, and we will be your guides along this journey today. <laughs> and before we get started, please do visit stayeducated.org and send us your thoughts. What, what is happening in your mind right now? We want to know how we're doing, but also any ideas that you have for us. Now, we are going to head all the way over to Colorado, where students at a Denver high school were shown a video in class telling them to avoid calling the police if they ever witness a racist attack, because obviously it will only escalate the violence. All right, so a little background on this one. Um, a high school in Denver has come under fire for showing a video to students telling them not to necessarily call police if they see a violent or racist or homopho homophobic incident. Why? For fear that it might escalate if the police would show up. So the, the video is entitled, Don't Be a Bystander, Six Tips for Responding to Racist Attacks, and it gives suggestions of what to do if the viewer witnesses such an attack. You gotta see this video, watch. The United States has a long history of violence against people of color, disabled people, Muslims, immigrants, and LGBTQ people. In our current political moment, white supremacists and white nationalists have been emboldened. And as a result, public attacks are on the rise. Many people aren't sure what to do if they witness a racist or transphobic attack. Here are some ideas. Armed police presence often escalates rather than reduces the risk of violence in a situation. Because police have been trained to see people of color, gender non-conforming folks, and Muslims as criminals, they often treat victims as perpetrators of violence. So if the victim hasn't asked you to call the police, do not, I repeat, do not call the police. Whatever you do, whatever you do, do not call the police for anything. Um, so th just this little disclaimer that how did Denver Public Schools respond to Fox News Digital? Of course, they said the video was, quote, not fully vetted <laughs> prior to showing it to the students. Um, Katie, this is unfortunate, but not surprising. Would that be I, I was going to say, I wish I would could say I was shocked, but I am not shocked. I, I am shooketh, but I am not shocked. This video was actually made back in 2017. We are five years post that, because I can do that simple math, even though I've been told it's racist. And yet back then already we were saying about white supremacy and white nationalism and all of this and, and how you know the, the world is so bad and that police cannot be called because the the police officers are just, no matter what, they're just gonna send people to the prison system, according to what this is being shown in this video. Now, I don't agree with this, but the fact that there were five other tips in that video being shown to all these students, I, clearly they did not vet 
fully this well, video. Part of this is based on a, a misrepresentation of the police and what the media does. Uh, they don't put the right stats out there. Why? Because the media has a narrative. Now, I happen to write about this, and I don't mean to plug my book. Ooh, look at that. Where do I get one of those? Canceling Christianity, How the Left Silences Churches, Dismantles the Constitution, and Divides Our Culture. Now, on page 116, so any death in the public spotlight is a sad reflection of the heart of man, right? But when race is involved, that it makes even th these divisive scenes or events um, just really difficult with, with community interaction and how the, the media tends to jump on it and sensationalizes everything. So let me just give you a couple of stats. America's population is approximately 329 million, okay? According to law enforcement today, there are 900,000 sworn law enforcement officers and an average of just 1,000 incidents per year in which police have used deadly force, for example. Of these cases, 95.3% of the suspects were armed. Okay, that's one fact. And number two, according to the FBI's Uniform Crime Report, there were 58,627 assaults against law enforcement officers, and most likely that number skyrocketed recently. But this, this one will blow your mind. Now let's talk about stats. We're talking about facts, right? Officers come into contact with the population 55.8 million times a year, all right? There are about 26,000 complaints of excessive force. However, 8% of those are actually legitimate or proven or verified, right? So this equals 2,080 cases. You ready for the percentage on this? That's 0.0039% of the cases where excessive force is actually used, and that's out of over 55 million interactions with the police. So somebody doesn't provide you with the context and tell the whole story when it talks about the police and answering to certain emergencies that ex escalate the situation. Well, meanwhile, we're just having videos shown to our students saying never yes. to call the police because clearly they're bad. Well, there was a letter that was signed by five law enforcement associations in Colorado, and they called out the video saying this would increase negative perceptions of law enforcement and hurt our efforts to build trusting relationships within the communities we serve, including schools and student populations. We keep being told that our police are so bad. And then if something d bad does happen at our schools, we still blame the police, and in some instances, correctly, for not doing what they should. So if you would just allow the police to do what the police are trained to do, I think we would all be in a better place. Yes. Oh, we could do, say so much more about that because it's so important, friends, because the media d does a disservice to the public. But anyway, still to come, high school math teachers are now being trained to focus on understanding social and racial injustice as part of their math instruction. In other words, woke math. Stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. 
Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Math is racist. No. Yes, it is. Ugh. It is, David. Math is racist. And so naturally, our high school students should be taught anti-racist advocacy during their math classes now. Teachers in Jefferson County Public Schools in Jefferson County, Kentucky, were given training on a culturally responsive strategy which directed teachers on how to inject wokeness into the curriculum. And when, of course, when residents were made aware, they submitted a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request for the materials. And these materials revealed uh, some troubling information, to say the least. Now, part of the professional development training included a presentation on anti-racist math. And the presentation was titled, Coaching and Teaching Anti-Racist Math at the High School Level. <laughs> and look, I mean, look how professional that looks. Anytime you get the... <laughs> kind of like comic sansy sort <laughs> yes. of font you know we're talking about a k-12 education system that's always been a running joke so come at me if you're upset about that and you use that font it's been a running joke i used that font about 30 years ago i did did you know yeah. i used it about 30 years ago to maybe not quite 30 years maybe 20 years ago when i was a young little child anyway uh so one of the slides actually says that math lessons that focus on understanding social and racial injustice are an important piece of the broader struggle for justice. However, teachers cannot simply take an activity and implement it in their classrooms without first doing the self-reflective work. David, what self-reflective work are these racist teachers doing? Just a minute, Katie. I need to reflect on multiplication yes. and division right now. Ooh, division. And we yes, cannot be divided. Yes, we cannot be divided. We cannot use it. That's why math is racist, because it divides. You use the divide, you can't, we've got to, what do you put the red line in front of the, you know, the dividing symbol? We've got to put the red line, red mark through it. No more division. Well, we, we like red if you're of a certain political persuasion, the red commies. <laughs> anyway, moving on with this, uh, when parents complained, naturally, when they found out about this, when they complained, the training, uh, well, I guess it's more of when the parents will complain because they did complain, but they were taught, the teachers, in the presentation on what to do when those parents actually did and do complain. So when parents complain, what the teachers are supposed to do is, this is why intentional PLC, which are these professional learning communities, uh, discussions are important and thinking through how you are going to respond if they, those parents, do complain. So this was just an, a, an advice segment where they are saying, hey, teachers, let's get into our little Barney Circle groups and figure out how we're going to manipulate what we're teaching in the class or make it so that the parents don't really know what's going on because, you know, otherwise they will do the complaining. And how to, how to respond to racist white right-wing Republican and, you know, Christ every Christian other parents. Yeah. Every, every other thing, yeah. Teachers uh, were also presented with a chart that shows which media sources are good and which are bad. And coincidentally, all the mainstream conservative media was labeled hyperpartisan or utter garbage. Outlets such as NPR, 
the AP, Reuters, USA Today, Washington Post, and the New York Times, all blatantly partisan left-wing uh, media outlets, by by the way, were labeled as mainstream, factual, trustworthy. Oh my goodness. And, and, and just taking a look at this slide, and I mean, I've I've showed the I've actually showed a slide like this in my intro uh, to American government course that I taught in back in college and grad school, and I put the slide out there when uh, talking about the media as a way to show you that we have media all over the place and people view media all over the place, and so. This isn't what I believe. This is what all people are trying to, to, to put their own personal opinions out there. So what you should do is research yourself. Yep. Research yourself. Yes. Don't just trust any of them. So I know there are other charts out this. And by the way, media bias is one of the reasons I started blogging to begin with years ago, because I re recognized the news was not telling the full story. Cheryl Atkinson at, and others had a chart of all the media outlets and where they are from the right to left spectrum. And I'll just tell you, when you see one of these charts, if, if they are well done, what you can generally do is, you're, you're, you're looking at me from one, so I'm going to go, uh, everything has moved to the left. So whatever was in the center, see here my two hands, right there, that's the center. Everything has moved to the left. Now, I know that's to the right on the way you're viewing it, but everything has moved, and not just incrementally, it's way over the left. Even the conservative ones are now more probably mainstream or independence. Anyway, that's uh, an issue that I'm finding, but just be aware of those media sources. Absolutely. Now, coming up, a new study finds more than 70, 70% of Americans believe kids will be poorer than their parents. We'll get into the data when we return. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Well, here's a depressing stat. More than 70% of American adults believe that the next generation will be poorer than their parents. This is according to a poll from Pew Research Center. It was conducted across 19 countries, actually, and the U.S. data says that 72% of Americans believe kids will be worse off than their parents. That's wow. crazy to think about. And that's compared to a median 70% uh, of respondents. So according to the median of the, the 19 countries, the U.S. is actually Ooh, look at that. above that. And so when you take a look at all the various countries that they, they talked about, Japan, France, Italy, Canada, Spain, U.K., Australia, U.S., Belgium, Greece, Netherlands, South Korea, Germany, Malaysia, Hungary, Sweden, Poland, Singapore, and Israel. Now, this is no shocker to me. Japan was the least optimistic because it's it's Japan, and they that makes sense that they, <laughs> they are the have least high standards. They have very very high standards, and based on what the birth data and everything is over in Japan, they were the least optimistic nation surveyed, with 82% of respondents stating that they believe their kiddos would be worse off than they were, while only 12% thought that they would be better off. Poor Japan, but again. Take a look at the U.S. We're saying 72% are like, mm, my kids are going to not do as well. And only 27%. I mean, that's just one in four. Like, yeah, my kids will be better off than, than I was. Isn't the goal of a parent to, you know, leave the world a better place for 
especially your own children, the next generation, but trying to have them have a better life than you did. Isn't I got, I always grew up, I guess, believing in that. It sounds like a song. Leave it, the world a better place for your kids. But no, seriously, I'm, with the direction of the country, with the division, with the politics, with what we share with you about the university system and the K through 12 system and what's happening in government and around the world. And anyway, there's so much going on. I can see how people are coming down to reality and saying, all right, we better uh, brace for the facts. So I don't see this as necessarily pessimistic other than more than more realistic is what I see. This is true. And obviously it's current economic woes across the whole world and what has been happening right. over, you know, the past couple of years, yeah. if you haven't been around for Hello. it, um, that correlated with a negative outlook, yep. not just for the U.S., but the whole world. And in the U.S., 81% of those who describe the current economic situation as bad projected a worse economic future for the next generation. So that, you know, eight and 10, eight out of every 10 said, based on what we're seeing now, the next generation is gonna have it not be so good. But however, even among those who thought the current economy was good, even those who somehow believe, yeah, the economy right now, it's doing great, 49% of them believe that actually kids today would still be worse off in the future. So that is a, that right there, that part, is the negative outlook, is those who think, hey, the economy's doing great, but it's gonna be bad in the future. Well, would those be Democrats right now? I mean, people that think the economy is great right now and the Biden, ones who think it's Biden good. policies are just wonderful for America? Who knows? Maybe it's the people who just won lottery tickets or something. I have no idea who, I don't know how half, well, I don't know of, of I guess, how many of them, like if 81% are saying it's bad, that 19% roughly then would, would actually say it's good, and then half of, them believe that it's going to be worse off. So either way, it's kind of depressing. But 11 of the 19 countries did report record high levels of pessimism, uh, with Australia, Hungary, and the Netherlands reporting an increase of more than 10% from last year. If the people, I mean, if you live in Australia, a lot of you are living on the coast, you can surf all day. And if you're yeah. saying life's not good, Hungary, well, I am hungry, but I, I'm actually literally Hungarian, apparently, but I, I like to say I'm hungry. I don't know much about Hungary other than uh, it's a country. And uh, the Netherlands, I mean, I thought all those Scandinavian countries are supposed to be so loving life. So, so, man, they are pessimistic, I guess. One thing that is disappointing to me about surveys like this is we tend to put so much stock into the economic factors, the, the money, where we're not thinking about family, we're not thinking about faith and what, what this country has done with God by rejecting truth and rejecting God. We're not thinking about things that are important, relationships, your community, small towns. Um, just we're, we're losing sight when we just look at the economy all the time or dollars or are you going to make more money than your dad? Yeah, I understand that's something to talk about, but we put a little bit too much emphasis on that, I think. We missed the good, wholesome living. Yep. All right, before we go, is up next. Plus, David and I have some more of those fun facts to share with you. Stick around. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us.
All right, before we go, let's talk a little Snoop Dogg, if we must, as the famed pot-smoking rapper might be getting a little soft in his old age. The 50-year-old father and grandfather has just launched a YouTube channel called Doggyland, Kids Songs and Nursery Rhymes. Let's take a look. Wow, wow. Good morning, pups. It's time to roll. Let's find a seat. High five. Come on. We got box of light. Yap, yap, and wags all aboard the bus. Let's head to class. Wheels on the bus go round and round. Round and round. Round and round. Doggyland, to me, would be a 3D animated cartoon series designed for kids. I say preschoolers, toddlers. And eventually kids of all ages because it's so influential, it's so educational, and it's so fundamentally smart the way we put it together with song, dance, and education. It'd be great to see the uh, parts where the kids are actually smoking pot and partying and throwing out the beer cans. But anyway, uh, before parents get all excited, the official description of the series hits all the buzzwords that we uh, warn you to be cautious about. The official release says, Doggyland, kids' songs and nursery rhymes covers a wide range of engaging topics such as letters, numbers, colors, animals, good habits, hygiene, accepting others, and more, along with modern remixes of classic nursery rhymes. In addition, and here it is, songs help promote social, emotional for preschoolers. That's right. So just be cautious if you're going to have your kids or grandkids watch this. Katie, Snoop Dogg making music videos for kids. You know, I was excited when I heard the wheels on the bus because my children love you the wheels it. on the I bus. Understand. I love doing the actions. It's, it's a lot of fun. And then you had to go and ruin it and put all this social emotional garbage into it. Yeah. All right. So we've all heard that every generation appears to be getting dumber that they just don't teach the same stuff in school or in life anymore, right? Well, YouTuber James Klug took to the streets of Los Angeles to ask members of Generation Z basic questions about the US geography and world history, among other things. And without further ado, I present their responses. How many stars are on the United States flag? 103. 103? What ocean is on the east side of the United States? What ocean? Can I Google it? <laughs> you guys know this. I know this. I don't know this. What country is the Queen of England from? I'm not a policy guy. I ain't gonna lie, I don't know. What's the capital of the United States? Um, the, um, there's a capital? <laughs> what? Yes. Lexi! Take a guess. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, probably California. Yeah, that's right. Can you name the uh, three Kardashian sisters? Uh, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. And if you watch the whole thing, it just there's more and more and more of that. They know the Kardashians, but they can't. They don't know oceans, continents, the Queen of England, where she's from. Kid, I think we need to take a moment to discuss what we just witnessed because this is probably every man on the street interview when you're talking about Gen Z. Am I a little too pessimistic? Well, no, you're right on the money on that one. And it, that right there, even in that clip, it encapsulated everything that we've been talking about. And it's not just Gen Z. It's me and my millennials. And it, I mean, it goes That's back true. to jaywalking with Jay... 
Leno. That's but right. I used to watch those all the time, and maybe that's why I'm like, would someone finally just stop me and let me answer these questions? I'm so like infuriated. I right there would have failed the last question. I don't know which Kardashians. I don't care. I don't watch them, so I don't know. I could answer the rest of the questions, but the fact that that one woman said, can I Google it? And that's the education that we are providing our yes. children now. Yes. You can just Google it. Google, Google, Google away. Yep. And by the way, if I remember right, Jay Leno often went to college graduation ceremonies and talked to them after they have their diploma and their cap and gown and they ask them these questions and they're going, what? I don't know. So this has been going on for decades and decades. But finally, let's wrap things up on a positive note with some fun. Everyone's favorite satire site, the Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. So we picked our favorite Babylon Bee headlines to see which one should be crowned queen of the hive. And we start with Trump parts Hudson River, leading exodus of New York Republicans to Florida. Next, Sharpie scores huge with endorsement deal with FBI. <laughs> Joel Osteen releases new edition of the Bible with all words redacted. Ark of the Covenant unboxing video goes horribly wrong. And finally, study finds 92% of Christian adults still picture Bible characters as talking vegetables. Katie, I know what one mine is, but what is your top pick? Okay, so as someone who never watched VeggieTales until now with my children, you get it. now I get it. But go back to the Ark of the Covenant unboxing <laughs> video goes horribly wrong because that ties into the whole Joel Osteen thing and how his the whole Bible being redacted. You wouldn't know that if you didn't actually read the Bible and know yes. why that you know fake unboxing would go horribly wrong. Exactly, and that's my favorite on the Osteen. He's easy to pick on because he doesn't teach what's in the Bible. He teaches. He's a positive thinker. He's uh, you know uh, he teaches a lot of psychology. He has a great and, smile. Yeah, he's a great smile. <laughs> you just want you just have to visualize. That's right. Live your best life now. Mm. Every day's a Friday. Mm -hmm. Nobody has a problem. But I'll tell you what. That could have only been changed by uh, he redacted every controversial, inconvenient, negative, or uh, in his estimation, um, things in the Bible that just shouldn't be talked about, like hell, repentance, uh, things like that. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this segment. More to come next time. All right. Before we actually let you go, David and I want to find more ways to embarrass ourselves by showing you things that are embarrassing. Uh -oh. And so obviously we're going to give you a little bit of fun facts. And my fun fact is about caramel apples. There you are. And how to make the perfect fall treat. Ooh. Now, uh, all you have to do here is stick an apple with a little, oh, look at that. Look at a wooden stick, dip it in the caramel. And here's the thing. It's a three, a three-turn caramel apple covering with the peanuts. Wow. Okay? You got to do it third at a time. Bam! Shazammy. You're a professional. That is the best caramel apple with demonstration video. This is I, what I do. I'm impressed. So my fun fact of the day, I grew up in Iron Mountain, Kingsford, Michigan. Radio station helicopter story. I got to tell you about this. So I was, I'm in, on the radio and I thought, hmm, I worked overnights at first. I had a little bit more time on my hands. So I took the sound effect of a helicopter and then I would read the weather forecast with the helicopter in the background. Now this is radio, so people are hearing this and what it might sound like is, 
All right, it's partly sunny today. It's going to be in the low 80s overnight, right around 60, clear skies, and beautiful day downtown today. Anyway, picture a real helicopter, not me pounding on my chest. Katie's losing it. Anyway, I really did do this, and our sales guy walks in at 7 in the morning and goes, Hey, my, I heard that on my way to work, and I'm thinking, when did the station have enough money to buy a helicopter? And then I thought, wait a minute, who's on the air? Oh, Fiorazzo. That can't be so. Anyway, some, some people actually fell for it and said, boy, uh, you guys have a helicopter for your radio station? I, I mean, maybe you should do sound effects that are for the movies now, because apparently he's, he's got it down. All right, well, Katie, wrap that, it up. Wrap well, it up. I think that uh, goes well enough for today, <laughs> at least. And we'll let you go on this one. Now make sure you do smash that like button if you're watching us on social media and you actually got to see David beat his chest or if you just heard it because you're listening to the podcast version. Either way, please do send us your feedback at stayeducated.org. For David and myself, is that you do it. Thanks stay for watching, educated. listening, and supporting this show. Until next time, do stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.